Hi dear beautiful people, welcome to Leadership When It Matters The Most, hosted by Hamusa Emmanuel Hamilton, one of Africa's top global speaker, leadership coach, strategist, business and executive coach, management consultant and mentor. A podcast filled with top-notch messages and wisdom that has got so many people asking for more. From this young man instilling high-impact responsibility and leadership into the society. Dear beautiful people, we want you to keep winning and at the same time staying on top. Remember, dreams can come true, so keep living your dreams. Hi dear beautiful people, welcome here to another exciting episode of leadership when it matters the most and um, do not forget we're still on uh, the breakfast session with Hamza Emmanuel Enigon and um, I'd love to share with you today something amazing, something beautiful, something insightful you know um, it is more or less like a time picture of our lives and something we all can work on to become more better and at the same time you know look inwards and take up the you know the right opportunities and steps to staying on top and winning more opportunities as the case may be and today let me share with you this morning the 10 powerful laws of productivity but as time would permit i think i'll be uh, be able to share with you the five you know the five laws out of the 10 laws of productivity i have and probably on the second episode um, i'll be sharing with you the path through that is the concluding path of the of the powerful laws of productivity as the case may be so they're beautiful people you see um, it excites my heart and at the same time resurrects my enthusiasm you know to let you know that there is a complete dichotomy between living a busy life and living a productive life they're beautiful people you see people can be busy and not productive therefore people have a misconception on the fact that when they get busy or when they have a busy schedule, they are being productive. You see, today's teachings will make you see through the goggles of nature and actually, you know, see through the thing or thick line between the busy schedule and, and having a productive one, as the case may be. And if you are that person who thinks that having a busy schedule or being busy is equal to being productive, I bet you. There's 10 laws of productivity. I mean, this particular episode will shape your thoughts and make you realize where you stand. Dear beautiful people, so I hereby introduce to you the 10 most powerful laws of productivity. And now the first law of productivity or the first law that guides your ability to perform effectively and efficiently is called the law of trial and error. The law of trial and error. So as it is, when I explain these laws, I would give you the bottom line, the applications of this law in your in your daily life activities, in your day-to-day process, as the case may be. Now, the law of trial and error. They're beautiful people. You see, the word trial and error might sound somehow probably confusing to some you know to some people but it is also known as the test you know, method of enhancing productivity 
Dear beautiful people, you have realized that this teaching will be shifted towards business leaders, managers, entrepreneurs, goal-oriented individuals, probably career-minded people as well, who wants to increase their chances of productivity. You see, this law states that there is always enough room for improvement. I repeat, there is always enough room for improvement, especially from you know, consistent failures and mistakes, as the case may be. So, the try and retry method has been the secret of virtually most world celebrated entrepreneurs, managers, business leaders, and CEOs we have in the world today. So, a whole lot of you know business leaders you see in the world today, a whole lot of entrepreneurs who are breaking barriers in the world we live in today often use this approach to staying on top and winning more opportunities the test or the test method so whenever they are repeatedly falling down they continue to rise up again and uh, you only see the productivity on the outside but you do not know what exactly they are going through as it is so it is it is an approach that has been you know has been adopted by so many world leaders and entrepreneurs to breaking barriers and staying on top as the case may be so what is the bottom line of this particular approach. What is the bottom line of the law of trial and error approach? Yeah, beautiful people, you see, to enhance and increase productivity as a business manager, as a leader, as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, you know, as a career-minded person, you, know, you should apply using some strategy to your plans. So if eventually it works out, it is cool. And if it is even the otherwise, you change the direction of your strategy until you get the desired results you know you, you intend to achieve. They're beautiful people. You see, this application you know may seem energetic, may seem time consuming, but remember, everything, especially when you approach this you know this kind of method, is worth your time, especially when you want to get your desired result, or especially when your desired result has not been achieved yet. So in the real sense and definition, when you try, you can still retry. Let me come back again. When you keep on trying, you can still retry until you know you get the desired results using various approaches and methods to achieve your goals. Now, the second law of uh, productivity, or let me say that the second powerful law of productivity is the law of forced efficiency. The law of forced efficiency. Dear beautiful people, you see, this might seem new to you, you know, because it's one of the world most widely known law of nature. And this states that, you see, there is always enough time to do the most important things. And as far as I could let you know, this is because um, this law have you know have been the, one of the practical approaches I've been using in my life for so many years, and it has really helped me reshaping my life, and you know try to be more consistent as the case may be. Because I always do have in my mind, down in my subconscious, that there is always enough time to do the most important things as the case may be. So, um, as far as effective and efficient productivity is concerned. Time and priority, that is value, can never be underestimated. So there are beautiful people. How can you apply this law? I mean, the law of forced efficiency into your daily life activities to achieving your goals, as the case may be. They said the first approach to, you know, to using the law of forced efficiency is that you have to set clear 
and smart priorities. You have to set clear and smart priorities because you should remember that value is very, very important. The second approach is time is great value and asset. So you have to make the best use of it. And the third one is that um, remember that the most important things comes first, whatsoever the case may be. You should understand that the, 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 the most important things should be the top of your priority as it is. They come first before anything can be considered. And, and the fourth approach to this law is that nobody manages time. You can only keep to it and do the right thing at the right time. So this is the fourth approach to the law of first efficiency. Nobody manages time. You can only keep to it and at the same time do the right thing at the right time. The fifth approach to this particular law is that indecision is often worse than making the wrong action. They are beautiful people. You see, there is a dichotomy between someone who is not even making any decision at all, who is very indecisive in their life, and someone who actually took the wrong step and the wrong action. So therefore, you must make life-changing decisions, even if it will cost you anything. You must be able to sacrifice and um, compromise life-changing decisions, even if it will cost you anything. Dear beautiful people, um, this is the five approach you know, to the law of first efficiency, as the case may be. But nevertheless, what is the bottom line? And um, how do you apply? How is this you know, significant to your daily life activities, as the case may be? So, um, you see, I came across so many people who tried complying to this great law, but really do not have any, you know, any, any approach, do not have, uh, should I say, a work frame to go about this particular law. Um, but as far as, as um, we are concerned, especially in moving your business, your organization, your career to a greater height, the law of forced efficiency, you see, cannot be underestimated. In fact, it can be sidelined. <clears throat> but nevertheless, the application of this law opens your eyes to understanding how to set and make clear priorities, value your time, and keep to your decisions. And when you do this, your productivity increases exponentially, likewise giving people the sensible reasons to follow you, your business, your organization, and um, help you stay on top of your career ladder, as the case may be. So dear beautiful people, this would lead us to the third law, uh, let me say the third powerful law of productivity. And this law is called the law of expectations. The law of expectations. I think I've actually discussed this extensively on, the, on, 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 the, on one of our previous episodes where I was, you know, I was talking about um, the principles, um, yeah, the rules of opportunity, and I extensively spoke on expectation. You know, people should expect opportunities, people should protect opportunities, people should respect opportunities, and at the same time, people should go for opportunities. But today, I would really love to speak on the work frame or the, or the, the framework of um, of expectations as a law and how it has been applied, you know, applied in the in the in the in the fragment. Of, uh, of productivity, how does expectations, you know, resultantly affect or brings uh, productivity to place? Dear beautiful people, you see, um, it is my great delight to let you know that the law of expectation is a vital ingredient to increasing your productivity in line with your business, with your career, with your job, you know, probably with your personal growth and development and your peak performance as the case may be. You see, 
And the Davis also wrote that people are pleased when they get more than they are not anticipated. So in the real sense and definition, they are disappointed when they do not receive what they expect or probably go above and beyond what is expected to gain the influence advantage. So they are beautiful people. You see, in the real sense and definition, I think it is always an obligation for us to, to go above and beyond what is really expected so we can gain the influence advantage over a whole lot of things in our lives. You see, this law simply states that always under promise and over deliver. Let me come back again. The law of expectation states that always under promise and then over deliver. They are beautiful people. You see, expectations and disappointment go hand in hand. And that is why when expectations are not met, your trust and faith are lost. You lose a hope at, at that very moment. And as a result, of these, the power to influence decreases, which will undermine your value and your chances of being productive. You see, we love to expect, and when expectations is either disappointed or gratified, we want to again keep expecting, as the case may be. So now, how do we apply this particular law, you know, into your daily life activities? How do we make use of this particular law to stay on top and winning more opportunities? You must be able. The first approach is that. Um, you must be able to under promise and over deliver. They are beautiful people. You must be able to under promise and over deliver. Now, the second approach, uh, the second application of this law, you know, to you know, to to um, having a ripple effect on your productivity is that don't be too quick to raise the bar. I repeat, don't be too quick to raise the bar. Deal with every situation in a sensible and orderly manner. You know, you should be able to deal with every situation in a sensible and orderly manner. You know, you, you have to be to be pragmatic with your approach to situations and things. Take a step-by-step -step approach to, you know, to dealing with situations as the case may be. Now, the third application of this law and approach is that start directing your time, your energy, your resources on other options that you, that, you know, that will really bring you closer to your goals. Try as much as possible you know, to, to deviate your time, your energy, your resources on the other options that could alternatively as well, you know, bring you closer to your goals. Because when your expectations are not being met, you undermine your values, seriously. And at some point, a whole lot of people will look down on you because you didn't meet their expectations. So that is why the law states that you should be able to under-promise. Do not over-promise over to people. Do not make promises you can't deliver. So learn to under promise, then over deliver. And when you meet up with the expectations, you know, you gain the, the, the influence advantage you know, over a whole lot of things they and you know they handle in your care, as the case may be. And the last approach, or should I say the application of this law is that charity is the key. So you have to state and make clear notions with your people. So in this case, when you want to, to meet people's expectations, be clear, be concise, be precise. Make sure your notions are clear, clearly stated with your people, so they do not have to, you know, to overexpect. They do not have a whole, you know, this kind of um, a, a whole. Uh, should I say? You no, know, so they don't have to 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 think that you know you're going to, to build a castle in the air for them. So make clear notions. 
make your priorities right set a clear example and make, make sure they understand <clears throat> the particular aspect you know um you'll be working with them for as it is or probably you should make them understand what exactly you know you'll be helping them with so they do not have you know a misconstrued you know, conception of what you did not plan as the case may be so what is the bottom line of this approach you, you see dear beautiful people you see we all should remember that the expectations rather cannot always be met so be ready and be prepared to have a backup plan so dear beautiful people you see when you have good reasons to believe that your hopes may not be fulfilled you have to accept it and so do not throw in the the, the, the towel but start challenging your time your energy your resources on other priorities that could take you closer to your goals as the case may be so i want you to temper your expectations of others and raise your expectations of yourself so as it is do not burden yourself with so much expectations from other people it will hurt you and as well do not raise the bar of making people expect a whole lot from you if, if these things are not met it will surely undermine your value you see expectations are always coming from the inside but likewise the expectations coming from the inside should be greater than the expectations coming from the outside so when you obey this law and it increases your chances of being productive and you definitely win the influence advantage here beautiful people would move to the fourth law of a, a fourth powerful law of productivity this is an amazing law and um I'd really love to share this with everyone today. And this law is known as the law of compromise. The law of compromise. Dear beautiful people, I'm glad to let you know that whatever it is in the cycles of life will sacrifice. You know, it is because we need to reach an agreement with life for it. So dear beautiful people, that even in the cycles of life, we sacrifice some things in order to reach an agreement with life. So to some people, you can compromise money. You can compromise your attitude, you can compromise your achievements, you can compromise your relationships, you can even compromise your career, your jobs. But whatever it is you compromise, whatever it is you, you sacrifice, as the case may be, nobody, I come again, nobody should compromise value. Nobody in the real sense and definition should compromise value. Dear beautiful people, you see, this law states that the moment you compromise value at a cheaper cost, you will end up paying more. Dear beautiful people, the moment you compromise value at a cheaper cost, you end up paying more. You see, value to some people can be equated to money, to their business organization, to their achievement, to their integrity, to their relationships, to their career growth, you know, to their development, as the case may be. But the moment you compromise any of these things, you value you end up paying more. So there beautiful people, let me quickly share with you the applications and the approach to this kind of a, this kind of law, this law, especially the law of compromise. You see, the first thing is that always be willing to consider the possibility that you can be wrong. There beautiful people, you can always be wrong. So you can compromise your mistakes to learn, relearn and unlearn as the case may be. And the second approach to this is that during crisis, be ready to be plain, straightforward, be open and be direct. You see, when you face crisis, probably in your time of adversity, you should be able to be plain, be straightforward, be open and be direct. Talk to your people. 
have a backup plan. This would really help you a lot. And if overcoming the crisis in your life demands that you have to retrain some of your non-performing staffs, you have to do it. You know, in the case of you know, the law of compromise, you have to make sacrifice. And if this would have to cost you some non-performing staffs, if this would have to cost you some bad energies in your cycles, you have to cut them off and do it, as the case may be. Yes, you have to compromise a whole lot of bad energies in your life. Probably in your career, in your family, in your relationships, in your cycles, as the case may be. Probably even in your workplace, there are some people who have to cut off, especially when they drain your energy or they have been a bad energy all this while. You have to compromise. That is it. And the last approach to the step is that take tough decisions and do not make any promises. Yes, you have to take tough decisions. Although um, nobody is obligated to make right decisions, you're only obligated to make your decisions right. But nevertheless, you should be able to make beautiful decisions as the case may be. So what is the bottom line for this particular law? I mean the law of compromise. You see, you should understand that fast tempo is essential for success. So the principles of you doing it, fixing it, and trying it. So for you to oversee a more productive result in your business line, or probably in your life as the case may be, so you have to be willing to abandon old ideas for something new, and better so no matter what the results you might have achieved with the previous results or ideas in the past you have to embrace innovations now a whole lot of people are still primitive but you have to compromise old ideas and search for new ideas we have a whole lot going in the world today and we have artificial intelligence we have a more technological advancement we have more digital marketing platforms and um, and, uh, and opportunities so you have to embrace innovations and see that your business your life and your career is breaking barriers and yielding great stones as the case may be so the last law i'll be delving in you know today is uh, the law of response and probably on the next episode we'll have the concluding five laws of productivity but the last law I would really speak about for today on this particular episode is called the law of response. So dear beautiful people, you see, it saddens my heart to let you know that people respond poorly to every event and situations or probably occurrence, thousands of struggles, actions and mistakes. And worst of it all is failure. We respond, you know, very bad to this kind of things that happens to us, especially failure. But they're beautiful people. You see, the response mechanism is arguably one of the most vital leadership qualities that should be demonstrated by leaders and everyone in every of our day-to-day life activities. You see, our ability to respond effectively to crisis and failure cannot be underestimated. And that was why one time, Brand Tracy on said that the true test of leadership is how well you function in a crisis. And in fact, I mentioned saying as well that top performing leaders in the world accept feedback and self-corrections. These are response mechanisms you need to leverage on as a leader. And lastly, he mentioned that as a leader, your attitude, your response to your people directly affects their performance, their actions and their words, as the case may be. And in fact, he mentioned that there is no way that we can get positive results from staffs with a negative attitude. Dear beautiful people, this is 
You know, this model lays uh, encapsulates and explicitly explains that how response is vital to our life. The principles and approach to response can't be underestimated. We all need to respond to some certain situations. And when you when you take a responsive approach, it means you are being proactive. We have to take proactive measures towards some situations in our life, as the case may be. So, dear beautiful people, let me quickly open your eyes to the applications of this particular law to being a productive individual or to having a more of a productive business career and, uh, and personal growth and development as the case may be. So the first approach to, to application of this law is that you have to make tough and sensible decisions during crisis. Now, I've said this initially anyway, that um, nobody uh, is obligated to make right decisions, but you're obligated to make your decisions right anyway. But you've got to, you know, to be able to acquire and make use of the, of, the, of the approach of using and making tough and sensible decisions during crisis. You have to make decisions for yourself. Nobody will make decisions for you. Decisions have to, you know, have to be made by yourself. The second approach to this is that you have to manage by responsibility. Dear beautiful people, it is one of the most powerful ways to grow and groom leaders, as the case may be. You see, um, the, the, one of those people, you see, a whole lot of your followers, a whole lot of people who look at you from the outside uh, or learning, or should I say, are actually approaching you because you're responsible. People want to see the responsibility factor from you. So the response people give to you or people get from you is because you are able to manage them by responsibility. And it is one of the greatest ways you can manage people and be an effective leader as well. Now, the third approach to this is that no matter what the situation may be, never wear a negative attitude because no one ever achieves positive results from a negative attitude. You, you have to learn to respond positively to situations, to occurrence, and to failure, to be precise. You have to respond positively. Learn the half of responding positively to some certain situations in your life. They matter a lot. And uh, responding to these situations will help you and as well stay on top and project your life to having a great storm, as the case may be. And likewise, the, the, the fourth approach to this, to this particular law, the law of response is that for maximum motivation, you say you should be able to learn to praise in public and appraise in private. Praise in public and appraise in, pub, in, in private, rather. You know, this has to come with leaders who have um, followers, people who have uh, uh, managers as well, and uh, CEOs and entrepreneurs and MDs. You should be able to learn how to praise your staffs and your employees in public and at the same time appraise them in private. You know, this can help calm and manage growing crisis within your organization as the case may be. You can actually, you know, praise in public and criticize in private. It is a good method and approach, especially responding to crisis and situation. This can be applied to employees who are underperforming as it is. You can build their, their, their courage, you can build their responsibility, you can build their commitment by applying this particular approach you know, to, their, to their work capability, as the case may be. And the last approach uh, to this, or rather, another approach to this is that think before acting, then act quickly and decisively. Think before acting, then act quickly 
and decisively. So this means that when you want to uh, make use of, of this response, you should always be, you know, you should always think before acting. So, you, you know, you, you don't just take all situations drastically that way. You should be able to think before acting. And when you think before acting, quickly act and then make your decisions as it is. And this law of response, okay, I actually just realized that I didn't state this law of response to you. So, um, the law of response states that proactive measures is better than preventive measures. They're beautiful people. Can you see? Proactive measures is better than preventive measures. And uh, you should remember that strategic thinking is required. And this makes you see the big picture as a leader. So to respond to crisis and situations in your life, always learn to see the big and clear picture of, of every situation that comes your way as a leader. And the last approach is uh, act boldly, and I bet you forces are coming to your head. Act boldly. But bold, be courageous in every situation and crisis as well. These are processes of crisis management in your organization. And when you act boldly, I bet you a whole lot of forces, unforeseen forces, probably on the inside or on the outside, will come to your head. So they have got for people to bring everything into conclusion. So um, what is the bottom line? What What is the significance of this particular law? You see... um. The response mechanism is a vital leadership quality that it enhances great productivity, yes. And um, this is because effective response to your staffs and organizations goes beyond emotions and attitude alone. So effective communication as well can go all the way you know, to helping you know, your organization more and more productive as the case may be. So dear beautiful people, as far as having good response is concerned, I want you to understand that it is you're not obligated. It is very wrong for you to joke and play, or should I say toy, with other people's emotions. Respond positively you know, to your people and to situations and crises that might have emerged from, uh, from your growing occurrence in whatever aspect of life you find yourself. So dear beautiful people, I'm glad to share with you the five uh, the five uh, laws or powerful laws of productivity as the case may be on this first episode and on the on the next episode I'll be sharing with you the concluding path the other path or should I say the last five uh, powerful laws of productivity as the case may be so they're beautiful people thank you for joining me once again on this amazing and beautiful episode and uh, hopefully I'll be hoping to see you and give you more amazing and beautiful content and materials to stay on top of winning more opportunities as the case may be. Thank you once again and God bless you. You have a wonderful day. Goodbye.